I'm not my story because I yeah. can always change it, you know? You know, the yeah. thing is your story doesn't end here. There's still more stuff. So, okay, let me ask you this. Everybody has a point. I believe everybody has a point mm-hmm. where they turn around and they face it. They're like, this has to stop. I've got to make a change. Like you said, your story can change. So your your story is very much on this, this path where these men are just being, are just taking such advantage of you and you don't feel like you've got this voice. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're not worthy enough to say, son of a, no, no more. I don't know how to. <laughs> you didn't know how to at that point. So are you at that point? And if you are, what brought you to the point where you turned around and said, I can't do this. Something has to change. Um, no, I don't think I was at that point. And I think at this time, mentally, I'm probably at my one of my most vulnerable mm-hmm. phase. And then this was around the time I met my son's dad. I think it's ironic that you have this um, history with these men. Yeah. And you now have had a boy. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And he... <laughs> I love all, all three of my kids with every being in me, but my son, and he's my middle boy. I have an older son. My middle boy, he's special. Yeah. I call him my best. So I have a, 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 a description for all my kids. My older son, I said he's our knight in shiny armor because mm-hmm. he's actually my um, stepson, and mm-hmm. I was blessed you know, to have him. Mm-hmm. And my son, um, my middle son, he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, she's mommy's princess. Mm-hmm. So I always tell myself, you're mommy's best friend. Mm-hmm. I said, because sometimes people say, you don't know who your real friends are until you're going through things. Mm-hmm. I said, you have always been there with me and for me. And you have been my strength mm-hmm. through everything I was going through. So you're my best friend. He really is. Yeah. Uh, and he's so, man, he is so special. And I had him, but when I had him, I ended up having postpartum. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't close to him. And when I would get home, because I was working, I went back to work three weeks mm-hmm. after having him because I was the only one working. And so his dad would watch him or sometimes he would drop him to my mom's house. So when I would get home and his dad would have him and I want to pick him up and he'll cry when I got him. Oh. But then when his dad got him, mm-hmm. he wouldn't cry. So I started crying and it broke me yeah. because I went through a lot with this baby. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one night he was sleeping and I started crying. And then my son's dad woke up and he said, what's wrong? Why are you crying? I said, because of what I'm thinking. He said, what are you thinking? I said, I just want to choke this baby. And I said, and as a mom, mm-hmm. there's no reason I should be thinking this about mm-hmm. my child. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you were just, you know, you didn't, it's not like you did it. Um, you're just thinking it, and I think, because you're just stressed. And so I'm going to help you when you get home today. You can rest, and I'll take care of him. I said, no, that's not what I want. I want to take care of my baby, and my mm-hmm. baby's not used to me. Mm-hmm. And then he said, we'll figure it out. You know, he was really caring and concerned. Mm-hmm. Not knowing, the moment I left and when I got in my car to go to work at about, because I had to be to work, I think at six or eight. 
So mm-hmm. I left really early, and he was sleeping in the bed with the baby. He called his girlfriend that he was talking to and told her that I'm crazy, and I even tried to choke my son. Oh. And while I'm driving to work, yeah, she calls me. Yeah. She said, you so crazy. You willing to kill your own baby over a man. You just stupid. You dumb. And you be this and be that, like mm-hmm. calling me out my name. And she said, you lucky I don't report you to child protection. And mm-hmm. that that was when I real, I started getting rage. Like, that's when I realized, like, I'm mama bear. Like, you don't yeah. play with me and my child. Yeah. And I came home that day, and I called my brother, mm-hmm. my best friend, yeah. too. Yeah. And I told him, and he said, um, you know, just try to get some help for your postpartum, and you'll be fine. You're a good mom. Mm-hmm. Don't let, you know, him mm-hmm. and her bring you down. And, yeah. you know, he was really not caring. And I got to work, and I had really nice coworkers, so I talked to him about it. And um, I came home, mm-hmm. but I came home with rage. We had, I think it was about a 60 or 70-inch TV. I busted that TV. I broke his video game. It's all starting to come out. Everything's starting to come out because I'm like, now it's not about me. Like, you're trying mm-hmm. to have somebody to lie. The moment I said I felt it, and I mean, I thought about mm-hmm. it, and I'm reaching out to you for help, right. and you went and told somebody something that I tried to actually do something mm-hmm. that I was thinking about, and there's a possibility they could have my child taken away from me. Mm-hmm. So I'm furious yeah you know i'm like breaking everything up his cutting mm-hmm. up his shoes cutting up stuff <sighs> i've never thought like i would get to that point but mm-hmm. like rage is coming out of me yeah and he said he was sorry for telling her he didn't tell he told her that what happened i was thinking about it not mm-hmm. that i did it or whatever it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you don't talk about me to another woman i don't care if that's your woman or whatever mm-hmm. and then my child too like i'm like do you not understand my child can get taken away from me. Yeah. And that was where after that, I just became this angry person. Mm-hmm. I was always angry with him. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to fight him, to hit him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. He never once like put his hands on me, but I would mm-hmm. get angry. I would mm-hmm. start hitting mm-hmm. him and punching mm-hmm. him and stuff. And um, we just didn't, we were living in a space where mm-hmm. we didn't just like or get along with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just what it was. I yeah. hated him, but I was comfortable with him, and I didn't know how to leave him. And eventually, stuff got a little better. He stopped cheating for a little bit. That's when my vision got stupid and clouded, and mm-hmm. I felt we should get married. We started talking about marriage, and I didn't think he would take it seriously. And then he went and I like called my mom and told my mom he wanted to us to get married and. Um, him and my mom planned like an engagement party, which I knew of and stuff like that too. And then he, she invited some family members and, you know, and he engaged me in front of the family members and, um, he proposed to you. Yeah. Proposed yeah. to me okay. in front of the family members and we went ahead and got married. Um, I tried to have his sister in the wedding and she told me that, her brother didn't want to get married, and I forced him into marriage. Like, I went through a lot with his family, too. Yeah. And I always missed the question because I knew I wasn't, like, nobody's perfect, but I was an extremely nice person and sometimes a but, you know what? Mm-hmm. And so I always try to be nice to his family, but especially his older sister next to him always had a problem with me. So I always used to say, like, man, I'm a nice person. I always 
willing to do their hair, willing to do mm-hmm. stuff for them. Like, why did they not like me? <laughs> so I had a hard time with that. Yeah. Like, why did they not like me? Yeah. And like people will tell me they they'll say stuff like they think I'm better than uh, I think I'm better than mm-hmm. them. But I never thought that if it's anything like for some stupid reason, I always wanted to get along with them. Mm-hmm. And now I really don't care, to be honest. But yeah, um, that was always. I always try to get along with them. I never had a problem with them, but they always had some kind of problem with me. Even like his um, kids, that the, the twin girls. I mean, mm-hmm. mom. I reached out to her, and I told They're her siblings. that siblings. I didn't think about that. Yeah, they're siblings. I said I don't like you. And I know you don't like me. We probably <laughs> wouldn't even like each other. I mm-hmm. don't know, but bottom line is, those are my son's sisters. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to my child. I'm always willing to do what's best for him. And I mm-hmm. want him to grow up with his sisters. And I want them to have a relationship. So I'm asking you to see if we can get the kids together. And so I started getting them every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And he'll leave. Wow. And I still keep. And sometimes I invite her wow. other daughter, too, because she had an older daughter. And I didn't want her to feel left out. So she'll bring her older daughter and then the twins and my son. So I have four kids by myself at the house for mm-hmm. the weekend. And I was fine with it, um, and I kept them. Wow. Used to get them like every other weekend, and then she got in her feelings and stuff, and started acting crazy again. And I needed to protect my child, so I mm-hmm. stopped getting them. Mm-hmm. And she went through some other stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was, but she mm-hmm. lost the twins, and her parents now have mm-hmm. full custody with of her mm-hmm. her twins. Um, and he. I but I still always care and I will always still ask about them mm-hmm. but he wasn't really involved in their life. Mm-hmm. So um he told me eventually that they were getting like they invited him to go to court to see if he wanted to get his kids and he said no and then he told me like if I was with you I would have said yeah because <laughs> you always took care of them. But oh, well. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not with you, I didn't want to do it by myself. Yeah. So he didn't get them and so they end up going to their grandparents and I remember before my husband and I were moving to Texas um your current husband my current husband um because we moved here in November mm-hmm. and in October we went to a church for Halloween because I didn't like the kids going to mm-hmm. trick or treat yeah. so we'll usually take them to the church and I saw the girls and I remembered them oh and I was like so excited oh. because I've been looking for them for a long time to try to have my son to be mm-hmm. involved with them and so I saw the oldest one and I went up to her and she turned and she looked at me. And I said, I know you don't remember me, but you have a brother because I know they never really told um, mm-hmm. them about their brother, <laughs> their her grandparents, yeah. their grandparents never. So you have a brother oh and you guys look just like him and he's right here. And my son's like excited, but shy at the same time. Yeah. And, and he said hi. and He waved and he's you know, beaming and stuff. And then the other sister came, and I said, and I told him, I said, these are your sisters, not, you know. I said, this is your brother. Oh like, gosh. you guys have the same dad. So they're finding out. From me. Oh, my Me gosh. running my big mouth <laughs> because I guess their grandparents didn't. The moment. Yeah, yeah, you know, didn't tell them to, mm. you know, about mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. biological father. And so they were with their neighbor and her husband. And, you know, the husband was really kind you know, but the neighbor, she was just like offish. And she was like, well, the grandparents, I'm talking to them about this. So I would appreciate you not saying much. Um, I said, but 
I understand. I'm so sorry. But can you take my number? Here's my son number. Also, mm-hmm. I just want him to have a relationship with yeah. his siblings. Um, and I, we don't do step in our family. So mm-hmm. that's his oh. sisters, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this is his brother, and, um, their brother, and he would love to be in communication with his sister. And please tell the grandparents that I'm not with their dad anymore. <laughs> I've moved on. I'm married. You know, I'm in a great, healthy relationship. And I just want, you know, them and their brothers to have communication. She said, okay. And they never called. Um, and he was so disappointed. That. And they never called. They never reached out. And to this day, I'm still asking him to see if he can try to get in touch with his kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're they with his girls. So, you know, their brother could. And he's, you know, he's not really involved in my son's life either. Um, but you still maintain contact but, with yeah, him. Yeah, we still have communication. And mm-hmm. um, he does w- what he can here and there. It's mm-hmm. not consistent, mm-hmm. but it does help a lot. My son and my husband, like, they have the best relationship Mm -hmm. like people hearing my story now and people that know me Mm -hmm. knows that that's not his biological father but other than that that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. tell yeah they love each other genuinely and that that was my one of the things that I would made me really fall in love with my husband like his Mm -hmm. genuine and and sincere love for my son Mm -hmm. and vice versa because my son even started calling him dad I didn't like that I was like Mm -hmm. no that's not your dad and I would correct him and then my mom just told me, like, and he kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. So my mom was like, leave him alone. Kids know. Mm-hmm. And he feels comfortable <laughs> to call him that. So, yeah, And they've been peas in the pot since. So I'm blessed on that note. With all of that that happened with my son, dad, and I, where my tipping point came, I went ahead and got married to him. Uh, and, I, you know, I know I took a long time to get to your, to your answer, to your question, mm-hmm. but... Knew you'd get there eventually. This was where I realized that this has to stop. I'm not going to continue. I'm going to stand my ground. And this Mm -hmm. was the first time I stood up for myself. And I was so proud of myself, Mm -hmm. of everything I've been through with every single man. This was the first time that I stood my ground. I remember that him and I were married at this time. And he left and I left my keys in the house and he locked the door and he went and he stayed out the whole weekend. And I ended up having to get a hotel room from me and my son to sleep in. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't call my mom or anybody because I didn't want them to know again. And so I came home that Sunday morning and then he came home and then I came home. And he finally answered his phone because he didn't answer his phone until the whole weekend. So when he came home that Sunday morning... And I came with him and then I came home and I started arguing with him and telling him, like, this is crazy. Like, this is too much. Like, you did this. We weren't married and now we're married and I still can't be happy. Like, Mm -hmm. you still can't treat me how I deserve to be treated. And I'm tired. And then I went into his phone and I saw, I think it was about six to eight other girls. He was six to eight. Yeah. Different girls that Mm -hmm. he have been having conversations with. I don't know if he's dating or what was going on, but I was just like, why do you continue to do this to me? Like, I thought you were changing even after we'd been married. And and so we started arguing and it got really bad. And I remember I had like a big Sam's Club gallon of bleach. And I took the bleach and I poured the bleach all over me. 
I'm like, you know what? I couldn't do this anymore. I just want to kill myself. I just want to end it. I can't do it. I'm tired of going through this with you. Like my heart hurts so bad. I don't know if it can hurt even more. I'm just at my limit. And he was like, man, stop it. You're crazy. You're crazy. And he came in and grabbed the bleach from me. Um, And at this time, it's too late because it's all over my face, my body. My eyes are bloodshot red. And... um, some got in my mouth, so I went and called poison control because um, I was scared for him to take me to the hospital because I didn't want them to put me on like suicide watch or anything like that. So um, I called poison control and they told me if I did drink some bleach. So I didn't tell them to the extent I just said, no, I got some bleach on me and someone in my eyes and my mouth. So they said, if you drink some, make sure you drink a lot of water. If you're seeing any reaction, get to the hospital keep rinsing your eyes with water and so forth, they told me. And they said, get in the tub of water. So I went and I ran the water in the tub and I got in the tub of water and I'm sitting in that tub and the reality kicked in. Mm-hmm. Sony, what the heck did you do to yourself? Mm-hmm. How did you get to this point? Mm-hmm. How? And I just bawled crying. I'm sitting in this tub crying. Mm-hmm. And my two-year-old, two-year-old son, because he was in the room at the time. Um, his dad pushed him in the room and closed the door and told him to stay in the room. Not like shut, not hard. Yeah, but in, in the room with you? No. He put him in, oh, in, yeah, his, in his bedroom okay. Okay. and told him, like, you know, go in the room um, and stay in there. Don't mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. But at this time, once my son heard it was quiet, he opened the door and he came out. And then mm-hmm. he saw me in the bathroom because I had the bathroom door open. And he came. And these are his words. Mm-hmm. I kept with me forever. He said, Mom, why you do that to yourself, Mama? Why you put that stuff on you, Mama? You're beautiful, Mama. I love you, Mama. Don't do that again, Mama. Don't do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. He kept telling me I'm beautiful. Oh. (sighs) This sweet, sweet boy. Two years old. Two years old. Those are my son's words to me. Mm. And that day, I got out that tub and I told his dad I'm filing for divorce. Mm -hmm. I said, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be in this. And I went the next morning, I went downtown. And I got the documents to file for divorce. I didn't care how much it cost. Yeah. I didn't call not one person, nobody. I didn't talk to anybody because I didn't want anybody to tell me anything to change my mind. It took a two-year-old. Yeah. To make me realize my worth. Yeah, I needed to stand up for myself mm-hmm. and get out of that toxic relationship. And I will forever be grateful to my son. <laughs> and I fill out all the paperwork. I didn't want anything from him. We went to court together and everything. <laughs> 
And I remember the judge told us, he said this was the easiest divorce he ever had to do. <laughs> yeah. And we've been divorced since. And my divorce was finalized in March, I believe March or early April. And I remember my cousin told me to go to an engagement party with her. I told her no. She said, get out the house a couple weeks after my divorce. She said, get out the house. You can't be in the house all the time. I said, well, unless I can bring my son, because if I can't bring my son, I'm not coming. I'm not going mm-hmm. anywhere without him. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to watch him, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to a party. She said, oh, it's just an engagement party and it's at a house, so it's fine. So I said, okay. And she said, I can bring my son. So I got him dressed. And him and I went to the engagement party. And I left my son sitting in the chair inside the house, and I went to go get him food. At the, mm-hmm. They had a little table with food on there. Mm-hmm. And when I went to get him food, and then this, i walking back, and this guy's sitting next to my son. And my son always teased me to this day. He said, Mom, I'm the one that put you and Daddy together. Oh, that was your husband. Yeah. <laughs> it was your son that made you realize you need to get out of this toxic relationship and then it was your son that was sitting there yep talking to your husband talking to my husband oh I didn't know it was my husband at <laughs> right, the time right right like, right why is this weird man sitting talking to a two-year-old mm-hmm. you know and he's having a full-on conversation and I walked in he said is this your son and I said yeah why are you talking to my son and I'm like <laughs> right. yeah, mean, yeah yeah like mean mm-hmm. I'm the Mama meanest bear. person you can be around him mm-hmm. and he said well you have a really nice son. He's very smart. Um, he said, I was just asking him if he knows his ABCs and just have, you know, getting to know him. And So I'm like, okay, thank you. You can get up now. And he got up and <laughs> I went and sat next to my son. And then he sat to the chair next to us and just keep kept looking at us. And I'm just like, why won't this man just move away? Like, why are you mm-hmm. just looking at us? And he didn't get up the whole time. Mm-hmm. He just sat there, and he'll turn away once I look, like, give him a mean look, and then <laughs> yeah. he got back up. And so we got ready to leave, and I didn't know he came with my cousin, but she didn't know him. The Her other friend that she okay. went with, that's his friend, and she okay. came with him. And um, so he said, can I get your number? And I said, you know what? I just went through a divorce. I am literally the worst person you. I hate men. You yeah. really don't want my number. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want you to have my number. I don't want any friends. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I just want to be your friend. I said, I don't want to any friends. He said, well, I don't, we don't have to date. Like, he was persistent. Like, we don't have to date. You know, mm-hmm. I just really think you're a really nice person. And say so you don't even know me. Like, mm-hmm. I was just coming back with everything. Yeah. And he said, you have a really nice, you know, nice son. And he's a smart boy. And. You know, and I, and I like him. He's a nice kid, and I just want to get to know you guys. So can I have your number? And I'm like, if this man don't leave me alone, I'm mm-hmm. going to just go off on him. Mm-hmm. But I give him the number, and mm-hmm. I give him the wrong number, and then he called the number right in front of me. Oh. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry. My head is, like, somewhere else. I, I think I accidentally <laughs> gave you the wrong number. And, so I was just, because yeah. I got caught up, so I gave him the right yeah. number, and one thing led to another. We're here. And I remember my mom always say things come in three. 
So the first person that told me was my mom's pastor. He hadn't even met him at the time when my husband and I started dating. This is dating. a new pastor. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. This. Okay. Is the, okay. The, yeah. This is my mom's pastor at her church. She's going to it um, currently, and he will always call me his da- daughter, and he's mm-hmm. Nigerian, uh, Ghanaian. So he said my daughter, <laughs> and he said um, he wanted to meet me, mm-hmm. so I should come into his office, and then because my mom had told him I'm dating somebody, and he told me that. Um, he said, that man you're dating mm-hmm. is your husband. Mm-hmm. It's like, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like brush it off. And I remember right when my husband, we met in April mm-hmm. and then May, the next month, like we started going on dates and stuff. And um, he was always playing these kid friendly dates because he wanted my son to come. And I always tell him, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not ready for anybody to meet my son or be around mm-hmm. my son. So mm-hmm. I can't, I, I just, your walls must have been so. Oh, yeah. Thin it was and so tall. above and beyond. Yeah. So there was no way, like, you're getting close to me. Mm-hmm. And I will always tell him, like, you know, um, I don't want to have any boyfriend. So mm-hmm. I'll go on dates with you just to have fun. But, mm-hmm. you know, so he. And then he'll play, like, movie stuff. Where, and then say, we're going to go watch some kids. I'm like, do I look like I want to watch kids' movies? Who I thought TJ was coming. I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. he's not coming. So, um, and he'll play like bowling, just you know, a little fun stuff. But I still went ahead and did it with him. Mm-hmm. But I just never told him he could. Mm-hmm. My son couldn't come. And um, I eventually moved towards the end of May to North Carolina because I needed to get away from everything. Mm-hmm. And when I moved, I had a job down there, and I lost my job. Mm. Um, just a couple months into my job, and I lost it. And the whole and I continued to stay there because I didn't want to come back to Minnesota. I just felt it was just yeah too, too much for me, you know. So much happened there. And he paid my rent every single month and sent me money for food. Basically, took care of me while I was down there. Oh my gosh! And he was in Minnesota. He mm. surprised me and flew down for my birthday. He surprised us and flew down for TJ's birthday, mm-hmm. and he um, paid for TJ's, you know, my son's birthday and mm-hmm. everything. And I remember that ber- particular birthday that his dad had forgotten to call him to wish him a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And that made me so angry that this man, who is not his father, could remember and surprise us and fly down, and you forgot. Yeah. And... um. That just made me just started to, you know, like mm-hmm. my person I was dating at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he wasn't my husband then. But I still didn't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. So I kept telling him no. And then I eventually came back to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And we avoided each other for a while. And he asked me if I can finally give him another chance. Because in May, before I left, he asked me if we can be together. And I mm-hmm. said, yeah, I'll date you. Mm-hmm. But then when I got back, to, got down in North Carolina, I broke up with him. Okay. Because the fear came on me like, oh, my God, Sony, you just got a marriage. Yeah. And you're, you know, getting into another relationship. You didn't get a chance to breathe. And yeah. I was just super scared. And I'm just like, this man's not going to like me because I come with so much and I haven't healed. Mm-hmm. So I just need to end it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're by yourself, you get clarity. Yeah. Because you have silence. So you have no choice but to think. <laughs> Yeah. And I thought about so much, and that's when I ended up breaking up with him. So when I came back, and even though I broke up with him, he still was taking care of me. Mm. He didn't stop. And so when I came back to Minnesota, um, he asked me again if I can give him another chance. And 
I told him I wasn't ready. And then eventually I did um, give him another chance. But then the anger that had developed with my son's dad came out and mm-hmm. I would like lash out at him and get mad mm-hmm. and he just couldn't deal with it. So he broke up with me uh, and for him, it was just like, you know, I just can't continue to be with somebody that I love. And you just, you're just an angry person. Like you have a lot to to work on Mm -hmm. and we will argue all the time. And it was just, I just felt like it wasn't going to work, but he will always tell me, he said that he truly believed that he was meant to be in my life to make me happy because mm. I eventually told him my story. He always told me, he said, I think I was brought into, I'm supposed to be in your life to take away your pain. Mm. I'm just like, oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know what it meant for a man to really care and tell me those kind of words and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm like, stop telling yeah. me that stupid stuff. That's dumb, you know. <laughs> And he'll yeah. laugh like yeah. how you were, yeah. and then he'll say, "No, I'm serious. Mm. Like I think I was meant to be in your life to love mm. you, and to take away your pain, mm. and to be that man that you always want, always wanted, never had." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'll write me poems, and like he was just really sweet and romantic. So I mm-hmm. just thought it was like a game. I didn't know that this was a really game. him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know this knew. existed. Yeah. You know, for somebody to truly love me, mm-hmm. I, I never had nobody to love me and tell me those kind of words and those things and yeah. write me poems and send me, you know, scriptures in the morning and send mm-hmm. me good morning messages and tell me I'm beautiful. Wow. And I'm just like, so I would get upset with him every time he yeah. did this yeah. because I thought he was messing with my head. Like I oh. thought he was playing games with me. I didn't yeah. know how to take that. Right. You know, right. receive it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it went on and on and. We just would get in these nasty fights and arguments. And so he eventually broke up with me. Yeah. And we were broken up for three days. So, <laughs> But I remembered I would call his phone and he would not answer. Like, mm-hmm. this man was serious. And yeah. this time around, I went chasing after him. I called him and called him and told him I was sorry. And we got back together. And But even when he met me, like two weeks into when we finally started dating, mm-hmm. he told me, he said, I'm going to marry you and you're going to have my daughter. And the reason why he said daughter, because his family, he was he was the only one at the time that really had a boy. Everybody had girls. So girls are prevalent mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. his family. Mm-hmm. And we both had boys. So he just, you know, yeah. spoke it into existence. And I said, that's stupid. Don't tell me no stuff like that because I don't even want any more kids, uh-huh. you know, and. Long story short, we ended up getting married and had a daughter, and it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Okay, and if you don't want to share that, that's fine, but if you are comfortable sharing his name. (laughs) His name is Valentine. Valentine. I mean, that's... Yeah. Wow. I get teased every time when it's Valentine's Day. Like, you have your own Valentine. Yeah. And he, he literally is his name. He is the sweetest, yeah. sweetest person. And I've never, not my father, not any man, as you guys heard my story, like never had a man to always put my happiness first. Yeah. To genuinely, wholeheartedly love me, mm-hmm. even when I didn't love him. Yeah. He just still loved me yeah. because he felt that that was his responsibility. That was mm-hmm. what he was put 
into my life for. Mm-hmm. And he always told me that he's never loved another woman as much as he loves me. And he feels that God, he was supposed to be the one to be put in my life. Mm-hmm. But even with that, like my mom's pastor was the first person that told me mm-hmm. he was going to yes. be my husband. And then at my graduation, I invited him for the first uh-huh. time, my college graduation. Which and Can I just say, I think it's amazing that through all of this, you got a college oh, yeah. degree. I mean, that was important know? for me. And I remember I told my mom and I said, you know, what? I don't care if any of you guys make it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come mm-hmm. as long as my son's there. Yeah. Yeah. Because he went through my son started using when he started preschool, he would use really big words. Mm-hmm. Um, procrastination and frustrated, <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Like he'll yeah. talk to the teacher like that and she'll tell me like, you know, he uses a lot of big vocabulary mm-hmm. and he actually knows what, cause he told his teacher one time, um, he said, I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. And she said, what do you mean by frustrated? He said, it means I'm annoyed. Duh. <laughs> So great. So, so your your college at your college graduation, you invited Valentine. Yeah, I invited him, and my son's godmother, her she came with her sister, mm-hmm. and ironically, her sister went where the whole realization that I my story has to change was mm-hmm. in her sister's house because she had a double unit, oh. and so we were renting the bottom unit from her. Wow. So. We're really close to them, too. And so she came to celebrate that moment with me. Mm -hmm. And then when she saw him and she started teasing me, she said, Sonia, I see you over there beaming. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, oh, that's going to be your husband. Mm -hmm. She said, I know. God told me. I'm like, whatever. You're just, you know, I don't know why people keep saying that. It's getting on my nerves. And like, he's just my friend. She said, no, he's going to be your husband. So she was the second one. And then my cousin, when I came back from North Carolina, and I didn't want to date him yet. Mm-hmm. And he came in my mom's house because at that time he was, you know, renting a room for my mom mm-hmm. um, since he was helping me. Um, he moved out of where he was living. And my cousin saw him and I was braiding her hair. And she said, who is that? I said, oh, that's just one of my mom, one of my friends. He's mm-hmm. renting a room here. She said, oh, because like that's going to be your husband. I'm like, oh my goodness, like people are getting on my nerves telling mm-hmm. me that. But that was those were the three people that really spoke that to me. Yeah. It eventually happened. And I love that you've you know, you've ended up with this amazing guy with this amazing name. What I don't want to get lost is that you you were the hero of your story here. I mean you really are because you went through a lot of therapy, I guess, mm-hmm. um, to get to where you realized you are worthy of of love and self-acceptance. And, um, so I just, I I feel like that needs to be highlighted that, you know, you, you fought hard for yourself. Um, I think that that, that's a big thing, fighting hard for yourself. You, you talk about self-love and you, you realize that, that you're worth that and you're worth, you're worthy of fighting for yourself. Um, when you turn around and you face your story, you know, that's just, that's huge. Mm -hmm. It's so huge. Um, my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot there how are you feeling I mean um I'm, I'm feeling okay I'm, I'm feeling good um relieved <laughs> this is my first time you know really putting my story out there so I'm feeling relieved but um I think I don't want to take away that I'm still on this journey yeah. of self-love um I'm still learning to love myself and um 
one thing I do want to leave with too is my son helped me realize that I was worth more than what I had been going through. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until my daughter, who was two mm-hmm. years old, and even though my son taught me that um, somebody didn't, um, I guess, mention, I never, the, since I was pregnant with my son, I real I remembered that feeling that even though I was given this child, but he really wasn't mine. And I, I started to get more and more into my religion when I was more pregnant mm-hmm. with my son and my, my faith in God. Um, I felt that this child was given to me by God. Mm-hmm. And even though he was, not to compare myself to her, but I kind of felt like Mary. Mm-hmm. Like God chose me, mm-hmm. how he chose her for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I felt God chose me for mm-hmm. this child. But he was, you know, a child of God. And I had to give him back. And not give him back as in, you know, with my yeah. son going away from me. But I didn't, so I, I didn't have like that connection to where I felt like he's mine forever. Like I always had this connection like he was given to me. So I went, you know, by God. And so this was when I realized this going around about when I was six months pregnant five, six months pregnant by him. And I remember I asked my mom to take me to a pa- another pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and she took me and for some reason I ended up being a male pastor again, but she took me to this pastor and I took a scripture to him. I can't remember the scripture, but it was something referencing that God gave you the child and you give the child back to God. And I told mm-hmm. him like, this child God's given to me and I'm giving this child back to God because I feel like that's what God put on my heart for me to do. And so I just always felt like my son came with this special mm-hmm. spiritualness to him for mm-hmm. me specifically. And when I realized I was having a boy, I named him Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. But that's his biological father name, too. So I named him. He was a junior, but I wanted to look into that name before naming him. And mm-hmm. I saw that it, Thaddeus was a disciple of God. Mm. so it just mm-hmm. made the connection even more and then recently I he wanted to know more about you know because he, he likes praying and likes knowing about God and likes asking questions so he wanted to know more about um, God or about his name and so I looked up his name and I found out that that is it means heart or courageous and so it had a, a heart on um, the, that is the disciple picture that I showed him and I told him, I said, I, you know, something mommy never showed you. He said, what? Because I wanted him to have a connection to his name. Like I wanted him to understand how special mm-hmm. he is and how special his name is. And he has a birthmark of a heart on his thigh. <laughs> and so oh, I showed him that. And he was just super happy. Yeah. But just putting all of those together, because I, I can be very, you know, like I said, deep mm-hmm. with stuff. Like I like conne- connecting stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And so just knowing that, it just put everything into perspective mm-hmm. for me, too, about how this child was chosen for mm-hmm. me, and he's special. And so with our daughter, I wanted, because our oldest son name is David. So we have David and we have mm-hmm. Thaddeus. So with our daughter, we wanted something, a name out the Bible. Mm-hmm. And my brothers, mm-hmm. their name is also out the Bible, one's Daniel and one's Isaac. Okay. And so... I came to America when my little brother Isaac was only 11 months old and I became that second mom to him and basically raised him. 
So when I was looking for my daughter's name, I wanted a connection. Mm -hmm. And so I saw the name Sarah, how it was spelled first, S-A-R-A-I. And I told my husband, like, no, um, I think we should keep looking. I like this name, but it's not it. When when I find it, I know. Yeah. And so God had directed me to the scripture by Abraham and Isaac. And um, Isaac went to sacrifice. Um, Abraham Abraham. took Isaac Mm -hmm. to sacrifice him at Mount Moriah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what about the name Moriah. It stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. But when I saw the story and Isaac was the baby. Mm-hmm. And when I came, my little brother was a baby. Mm-hmm. And so it just made sense to me. And I chose her name, Mariah. And then I went and looked up the meaning and it said chosen by God. Mm-hmm. And I remember my husband told me two weeks after we were dating, I was going to have a girl. Yeah. And I felt if I didn't want any kids, but if I had another child, I wanted a girl to be complete. I had yeah. a boy and a girl. So it just made sense for her name. And so we chose her name and she mm-hmm. is her name. She truly was chosen. <laughs> she is everything. And like I wanted to be, uh-huh. but I wasn't. When you were? When I was younger. Yeah. And I remember going through this phase of trying to find this, who this little girl could have been. The you. little, the younger me, who I could have been. So I struggled with finding, defining self-love for me a lot because I didn't focus on me. Mm-hmm. I focused on finding self-love for that younger girl who she could have been had her innocence not been taken away wow okay and so my healing journey and my self-love journey was so difficult and I remember one day I told my husband I said you always telling me I'm beautiful what do you see like how do you know that I'm beautiful yeah I said because you are do you see yourself and he brought one of our handheld mirror and held it in front of me said you are beautiful you're the most beautiful woman I ever dated. And I'm not telling you this because you're my wife. He said, you really are. You have a beautiful spirit. You're a beautiful soul. You're beautiful inside and out. You don't see that. And that's the sad part. He's like, I can't believe you don't see that. Do you not see this? Mm-hmm. And he put the mirror in front of me and I pushed mm-hmm. it away. And I told him, I can't see that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was two years old. And she walked in that room and she would put this clothes on and walk in there with confidence and just dress up and think, you can't tell her nothing about herself. And it just clicked to me. Like, look at that two-year. And I admired her. And I'm just looking at her and just in amazement, like, wow. Yeah. Look how confident this two-year-old is. Mm. She just loves herself. She she she's standing in the mirror for hours and tells her she's beautiful <laughs> yes, and dress up. Yes, and yes, yes. You can't tell her anything. I'm like, I want that for myself. Yeah. But I don't know how to get that. Yeah. But at that moment, that two-year-old made me realize that in order for me to love myself, mm-hmm. I need to love who I am now. Yes. I can't find that younger person, younger version of who I was meant right. to be. But I can love and accept this person. Yeah. And that's when my self-love journey. So really, it's crazy to say, but I've really been on this journey for a little over two years. Yeah. Two and a half years. Yeah. Because of your daughter. Because of my daughter. So interesting because I do this podcast and, you know, my daughter is 16. And one of the reasons I did this is because your story really does shape how you interact with your daughter. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever think of what 
can my daughter get back to me? That's something that, that Aaron and I have discussed, you know, this, this concept of, you don't think about that, that you, you as a, as a mom are all like, what can I do for her? How can I make her life better? And then here you are and you looking at this two year old girl and you're like, Oh my gosh, she just showed me what I've got to do for me. Yeah. My children given to you by God. Yeah. They have always been my biggest teacher. Yeah. And they laugh when I tell them this, but I tell them, like, I know I'm mommy, but you guys are my teacher. I learn yeah. from more from you guys than, I, than I'm able to teach you. Which is also, when you talk about generational curse, mm-hmm. totally reverse that by, and it's just now hitting me, you were raised by the parents were right, the kids were wrong, yeah. and here you are going, kids, you teach me what yeah. you know. Um, I'm going to learn from you. And that's funny that you're stressing that because that's been another one of my mission. Mm-hmm. My goal in life is to break that curse. Mm-hmm. If there is, if it is a curse, mm-hmm. I, I love my children beyond. Like I, I, I never knew that love like this existed yeah. until having my kids, and I love them beyond the moon and, and mm-hmm. everything else, mm-hmm. beyond the universe. And I tell them every single day. Mm-hmm. I make it my mission to tell my kids I they never leave the house. And I I don't tell them goodbye. See you later. Yes. Oh that's funny we do that in my family. Yeah. See you See later. You later. Which you're giving them the affection that you didn't I didn't get. have. And then you've also done it by you've chosen yeah. to have a spouse that cares for you just yeah. as much as you care for him. Yeah. You know, that that we're equal here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not above me, he's not below me, yeah. I'm not above him, I'm not below him. We are equal. You know? Yeah. And one of the things I, I love and admired about him when I was in counseling, mm-hmm. because my husband came to America when he came from Liberia too, mm-hmm. older, you know, mm-hmm. than me. And he was only in America about six months oh, and wow. I met him. So I was the first and mm-hmm. woman he dated and wow. ended up getting married to. Right. And so. Came all the way over here. Yeah. And that's what he <laughs> said. He felt like he yeah. was, you know, meant to be in my life. But. One of the things I wanted our kids to understand, you know, because sometimes like the there's like differences in the home. Like the mom does this, the dad yeah. does. This. Oh yeah. My husband cooks. Yes. And I cook sometimes. Mm-hmm. He cleans and I clean. So we have that, you know, like I want them to see the the, the dynamic of mm-hmm. this equal um, relationship, yeah. and that's what we have. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see. Um, my parents showing love to, and affection to each other. I didn't get to, see, or any of my family members that were married, grown, you know, when I was younger. Um, I can't say any, but the ones that was yeah. around anyway. Yeah. But, um, and so I, it was important for our kids to see that. And even when we will argue to see how, not just how you argue, but how you make up as yes. well too. You know, mm-hmm. how you talk about things. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I remember what I was going to say about my husband. One of the things that, really I so admire about him and that made me fall in love with him even more when I was in counseling oh yes Mm -hmm. he didn't understand depression and all of you know all the things I was dealing with mentally Mm -hmm. and emotionally physically all of that he didn't understand that because he never my husband's parents are still together to this day Mm -hmm. and he even told me like he didn't even know when his parents would argue because they wouldn't argue around him. Mm. 
when he got older, like if his mom was mad at his dad or something, she'll call him in the room and tell him, you know, go talk to your dad. I don't like what he did. You mm-hmm. know, so he came from a healthy foundation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and um, so when I started going to counseling, I needed to work on my anger and, and, and you know, heal from my past. So things wouldn't be crazy with, you know, mm-hmm. with my relationship. I'm like, you know what? I have a man that genuinely loves me. And I have a relationship that I've never been in before. And do I don't understand it? I want to understand it because I like how he makes me feel. And mm-hmm. I like the things he tells me. And I don't want to lose him. So I needed to get help. Mm-hmm. And even though I was getting help before, I was getting help from, you know, for my son's dad, for all this other situation. But not yeah. for my, I didn't realize that I had anger issues and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And so um, he decided he wanted to go read up. He went and read mm-hmm. up on what you know the symptoms the signs of you know a person who struggled with depression and trauma and how depression stems from trauma and he would come home and telling me about what he's learned and what he's read and then he decided to also go to counseling with me (laughs) to figure out how he can help me yeah not him but how he can help me so he was willing to invest so much into me yeah and which no man had ever nobody nobody not even a man Nobody. They never what? volunteered. My mom. My mom was very religious, which she helped me with my with my spirituality mm-hmm. too. You know, mm-hmm. but she. My mom believed in praying about things, mm-hmm. not mental. She didn't yeah. understand mental understand. health, mm-hmm. and my husband didn't either. But he mm-hmm. was willing to learn, mm-hmm. and that to me, I mean, I it just leveled up my love that I, and admiration that I yeah. have for him. Yeah, and because he did that. He realized what he needed to do to help me. And he also realized, like, his um, ignorance of, of, of mental health. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't aware of yeah. it, you know. And so that helped him. And that helped him how to deal with me in certain situations, how to speak mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. how to cope with me in things, and how to approach me in situations. And it also helped our marriage. Mm-hmm. Because now... Because my husband wasn't a talker, mm-hmm. and I was more of now I became the talker yeah, because I yeah. was. It, but it wasn't coming up as conversation; it was coming up as lashing out at you, yeah. like I'm pissed off, you right? Know? And so now, it also because he did that, it reversed because now I realized that I wanted to figure out how I can communicate with him and respect him, and not just lash out on him. Mm-hmm. So it made me work harder on my anger and all of that and then they open up a huge space for communication yeah and then it just our marriage just blossomed even more and you know i can't say like he doesn't do things to annoy me but hardly ever mm-hmm. we don't we communicate we don't have disagreements we don't argue and it's like i'm married to my one of me like my best friend mm-hmm. and he actually compromised him being non-vocal to be more yeah. communicative to me and that's it was just a a, a a cycle that we went through of changes he changed and he did stuff to help but mm-hmm. neither one of us came in from or he didn't start coming in from an individualistic mindset to say i need to help myself he came yeah. in with the mindset i need to help her mm-hmm. and by helping me it helped me to say i need to figure out how to yeah you know help him I understand or to that. compromise with him mm-hmm. and that 
to me, I think was like the pivotal point of our marriage and mm-hmm. how much it blossomed and our love blossomed and our kids became happier in a healthy, you know, communicative relationship and seeing how a healthy relationship should be and why in so many ways he became my best friend because we talk about everything now and I don't yeah. I don't I don't I feel beautiful with him I feel confident in myself I don't hide yeah. anything from him I feel and beautiful with him yeah I love that you just said that I, I do because I he couldn't come in the bathroom when I was taking a shower mm-hmm. I didn't want him like even in the room when I'm getting dressed mm-hmm. I would go in a separate, like, it mm-hmm. was just hard for me to feel confident in myself and comfortable yeah. in my skin. Because up to this point, there's been no beauty yeah. at all. I couldn't see anything from head to toe. Yeah. Nothing oh my about me. Sony, I admire you so much for being so brave. Um, I think that you were probably one of the strongest women that I know. I mean, really and truly, and this just isn't just... I'm not just saying this. I, I truly do. When I started this podcast, you know, I, I was very curious about what women would step forward if women would step forward and, and women have started stepping forward. Um, and so you are the first interview that I've done with um, another woman that's, you know, just wholeheartedly gotten very vulnerable with me. And that's one of my favorite words, being vulnerable. And, yeah. you know, um, there's, um, there's a quote uh, by President Roosevelt called Daring Greatly about the man that steps into the arena and how his face is marred with sweat and blood, but he decided to be present and to be down there. And um, everybody else is just, you know, in the safe seats in the arena looking down and they can pass judgment as much as they want to, but it's the man in the arena that's staring greatly that makes all the difference. And today you were the woman in the arena making all the difference. So thank you for sharing this with me, for trusting um, this space, which it is um, a safe space that I'm very protective of. But there are going to be women that hear your story and are going to go, oh my gosh, there's somebody else out there, you know. And um, should you ever start your YouTube channel, um, just for them to be able to see your face and to be able just to see your eyes when you talk, that's going to be huge. So thank you for being present and in the arena with me and being a part of the podcast. Um, So I, speaking of my YouTube, I I am going to start it. Um, I've set it up and everything. I just need to, you know, upload videos, but I do want to let people know that it's called voices of self love. Mm. Um, because throughout all this journey and with me doing this um, podcast too, my biggest message I want people to take from it is self-love. I realized that throughout everything I was going through, I didn't, wasn't taught about self-love. I didn't know how to love myself. And I feel like that's a very dangerous, um, detrimental mm-hmm. road. And I've learned that had I loved myself and had the confidence that I needed, um, I wouldn't have probably been able to allow anyone to validate me and who I was and to mold and shape me and to break me as they did. But once I realized, and with the help of my kids and my husband and me, myself, I I do try to give myself credit that I put in the work Mm -hmm. because it didn't matter what they said. If I didn't want to do it, I wasn't going to do it. But... Once I realized that I needed to love myself, 
And I needed to find myself and to embrace everything that I am from the inside out and all of my pain and trials that I went through to embrace it and to understand the woman that I have evolved into. Once I realized that, my break, the door started to open <laughs> and I started to evolve into this. It was like I was a, a caterpillar coming out of a, the cocoon or whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just blossoming. And I butterfly. think it's a butterfly. And I think it's very important to find self-love and to love yourself. And within that, I also learned to forgive. I feel for me personally, had I not forgiven, I still it would have struggled with self-love because I would have had all this hate and animosity mm-hmm. for um, these people. My son, dad, and I, and I, you know, He's a good person. He just did a lot of hurtful things to me. But I have a great relationship with him now, even though he still does things to get on my nerves. But um, I always do try to keep that relationship with him. And to for him and his son to have a good relationship. And I've forgiven him, and him and I have talked about it. And I told him I forgive him. My only wish for him is that he would learn to work on himself. Because he, too, have his story. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know about self-love. And he didn't know how to wow. love himself. So it wasn't wow. easy for him to love yeah. me if yeah. he didn't know how to. Yeah, You know, and as far as the pastor, I've never spoken or reached out to him. Um, and I'm going to allow that door to open on its own if it's ever yeah. going to open. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy in Africa, I don't know where he is. I've mm-hmm. never spoken to him. But I've forgiven him. And I've forgiven everybody who I felt hurt me. My mom, she is my rock. And she made some mistakes and did the best she knew how to as a parent. So I don't judge her for that. And I don't hate her. I, I love her with every being in me. She helped to mold me to where I am now. My dad, I have a relationship with him. It's not perfect, but it's okay. And I've forgiven him too. And in order for me to get to the space of loving myself, I needed to forgive. I wanted to forgive. Mm-hmm. And I think me doing that helped me to find self-love. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, again, my channel is going to be called Voices of Self-Love because we all have our individual journey Love in it. finding self-love. Mm-hmm. So I just want people to take away that message of, you know, you are not your story and or your trauma or whatever you went through and you can overcome it. Um, but you do have to go through the journey of forgiveness and finding self-love. And I'm still on my healing journey. I'm not perfect, but I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there and I'm going to continue. So thank, thank you. you guys too for listening to my story. And I hope even if it's one person, I can be able to help somebody.